Hello, hello. This is Artist with M. I'm your host, M. Persico. Today, our guest is Rex Barraza, or Barraza for the white people. Say hi. <laughs> hi, guys. It's Rex Barraza or Barraza, however you want to say it. Dang. I'm down. As long as you put in some effort, it's fine. Yeah. And you're, you're, you go by Rex, but you have a different first name that you go by at work or places but it, how'd you land yeah. on rex so i'm a, a female junior i guess my mother's name is susanna and for the longest time it was like big susie little susie and i no. i hated it i was like no i'm my own person i want to be my own person so then oh. know, fast forward to when i was like 20 i worked at a summer camp and we needed nicknames where Susie was, you know, short enough already. And they're like, well, it can't be your name. You need to do something else. And they kind of picked my brain about interests. And I was like, well, dinosaurs are cool. And they're like, cool, you're Rex. And then from then on, I kind of like. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, like, I thought it would be short for I also something. Didn't... <laughs> no, not like Rebecca or something. Yeah. No, just totally derivative. Like not even, not even my name. But I oh love gosh. it so much. Dang, I get that. Yeah. My mom and her mom, their their name is Yvonne. And so little Yvonne. So my mom yep. hated that as well. Does she still go by Yvonne though? Yes. Did she, did she never picked up another name or anything like that? Well, people, there's a nickname for her like Bonnie. As this like a short. Oh, that's cute. Bonnie. I yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> cute. That's cute. It's sassy. I like it. I know, right? <laughs> It's cute. Yeah. So, so but yeah, I do go by Rex. I mean, I'm all my socials say yeah. Rex. So excellent. So what kind of artist are you? Are you an improviser, painter, sketch writer, filmmaker, animator, artist, baking enthusiast? Do all these apply or are some <laughs> of them outdated? No, actually, I mean that was such a hard question. I listened to your podcast with some of your other guests. And <gasps> it's Yay. funny to hear other people sort of like struggle with um, like defining oh, it. Yeah, this is a hard question. Yeah. Yeah. People um, hate it. I it's think the first one, the too. <laughs> then I think it's like you're actually an artist if you hate the question, right? <laughs> um, but I think <laughs> I. I would just say I'm like a creator, especially given like how much I love to learn new skills and new things. Totally. Um, ultimately, I just like to make things. Yeah. Um, but as of late, it's been like I've gotten into baking and I love to paint so much. And I've been improving and performing with some of my friends from Second City. So Aww. it's evolving. But yeah, I would say that I'm a creator. I'm an artist, all of those things. Wow. So how are you creating during quarantine? Are you like, are you doing improv on Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's, it's been interesting. I feel like there's a certain level of like, um, it's maybe like improv with training wheels because Aww. you don't really have to worry about like the physicality so much. You only have like so much frame to like fill and entertain in. Um, and being somebody who, you know, struggles with insecurities at certain points, it's like, Ooh, I just get to sit down and not worry about what my body's doing or looking like. 
Um, so it's been really fun to just like flex my muscle while we've been like stuck inside. Um, when wow. I do want to get back on a stage. That's freeing. Do you, t- do you incorporate aspects of your bedroom or wherever you're filming in when you're improvising at home? Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes actually I, um, I put on a show with some of my friends from Second City last weekend and we like pre-filmed some things and did some things live for people on Zoom. Um, but we were, I was like, when I was directing some of my sketch, I was like, okay, now this take, make sure like you use the depth of like your camera or like, I don't know, use your whole body when you're delivering your lines because it's really easy to just sort of be like a talking head yeah. on screen with people. Yeah, yeah, like an interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's a little bit, it's like nicer. It's like I said earlier, it's nicer to see an, another person I haven't seen in a really long time. So I'll take yeah. this over not seeing anybody. Yes, me too. I feel it's very cathartic to be able to chat with people I haven't seen in forever. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of seeing and you in person. not the like. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, then there's not that if you're on screen, you don't have to do the like, well, I can't hug you, but I'm in person with you, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm a hugger. I like to hug people. Me too. I love hugs. So when everyone's vaccinated and we can touch Mm -hmm. everyone, I'm like, I want hugs from all my friends. (laughs) Remember that last time? The last hug we had? (laughs) No, I don't. I don't remember so many of the last hugs. It's just so so sad. Oh, it's so sad. Were you ever into um, Grey's Anatomy? Are they like on season 20? Because I feel like I watched Something up crazy. To season 11. I'm thinking about like, the OG okay, episode. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. Yes, okay. I did see the original one. Yeah. Well, the OGs, I remember in the first few seasons when his wife came and um, Meredith is like, I don't remember the last time we kissed. And she was all melancholy about it. And and uh, McDreamy almost left the house without telling her how they met. I mean, how they first kissed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, your hair smelled like lavender. Because yeah, he remembered. It was just like a goodbye kiss like any other time. Like, we're going to do it forever. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I, but that was the redhead, right? It wasn't actually Meredith Grey. Uh, yeah. He was talking to Meredith Grey um because he came to her house to see if she was okay after something but he was already back with his wife and she was trying to remember the last time yeah that's so forbidden love good love stories yeah hot stuff in it (laughs) oh yeah it's so close to valentine's day (laughs) valentine's day is just passed and i used to um in college i i used to buy those like cheapy boxes of chocolates the small ones with like three of those like shitty <laughs> chocolates and I, <laughs> yeah and, yeah 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 and I just started watching Grey's Anatomy in college so I would eat those boxes of chocolates and watch Grey's Anatomy and now whenever I hear the theme song I think of those chocolates <laughs> <laughs> well I hope you've evolved to better chocolate choices but that show is still good I know right I don't know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's sentimental now because it was shitty then mm. too, <laughs> but I had bought in a bunch of yeah, them to like true, give away, true. and then I just didn't give them away. <laughs> I know that 
they're good. Chocolate's good all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you do anything for Valentine's Day? Like you said you haven't baked in a while before we started recording. Did you do anything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I had bought some gifts from my friends because I do, I love Valentine's Day as a holiday, regardless of whether I'm like partnered up. Yeah. Yes. Whether I'm partnered up with somebody or not. Um, so exactly. I actually got my hair done by my, you know, hairstylist or hair colorist, hair cutter. Um, and she told me, she was like, you know, I, last year I bought a big box of chocolate, a big bottle of wine and some lingerie and just enjoyed the night by myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in the lingerie, but I'll buy myself a new pair of underwear and get myself some chocolate. Um, and my sister gave me flowers, which was so sweet. So I was like, you know what? I felt loved and appreciated that day, even if it was like me stepping in for myself. So that's, that's kind of what I did. Mm -hmm. I love that. What about you? I did have a nice Valentine's day. I went to the park with one of my friends and then we went to a like vegetarian food truck. And I, I like, I like to bake. So I made cupcakes and I gave them to my grandma and I ba- gave them to my uncle for his birthday. Cause his birthday's on Valentine's day. That's a nice day. That's a nice Valentine's day. Yeah. So I like baking and I like to, I also cooked, I cooked rice. It's like the Puerto Rican rice with those um, pigeon beans in them. I can't remember I what. I don't think I've ever had that. It's delicious. I don't pronounce Ooh, things correctly in Spanish, but it's a Spanish word. <laughs> it's okay, I don't pronounce lots of Spanish words correctly. Yeah, let's see what it's called. I have the recipe still in my tabs. Arroz con ganjules. Arroz con ganjules? I don't know what that second word is. I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to send me the recipe. I'll see what it is. Oh my God. It's so delicious. But I'm a sucker for rice. You said rice and beans. I love oh yeah. So any sort of like iteration of it is freaking oh, delicious. It's one of my favorite meals, especially this recipe. It's nice and salty. Ooh, I'll have to try it. Yeah. Cause they have these green pigeon peas you put in it. Um, like Goya brand. I can never find any other brands, even mm-hmm. though like Goya is kind of like, um, on the on the canceled list at the moment yeah but um the pigeon peas are salty and you you dump the whole can of the water and the pigeon peas in it they're just like these green salty Ah. peas and it's delicious it's nice salty Mm. yeah so before we were talking about second city so how do we know each other yeah so I met you, gosh, I don't even remember, October of 2019, so long ago, probably. Yeah. Uh, and we were taking Dean Evans' clowning slash physical comedy class at Second City Hollywood. Um, that was a great class. I loved it. I know you took it a few times. Yeah, I took it like three times in person and one time virtual, virtually when lockdown happened. Right, you were like in the middle of an in-person class and they forced you to go. Yeah, they're like, bye-bye, online. go home, <laughs> see your face yeah, on the screen. There's so much value in a that class. I think Dean is so gentle and he's such a good teacher. So gentle. That, um, I was able to sort of like 
tap into my own self and get comfortable with me like physicality uh, which, I mean I'm not a oh totally like I'm not a clown and I don't know if I'll ever go in that direction but like to get yourself centered preparing yourself to be comfortable because you're like making eye contact and um entertaining people it was it was not what I thought was going to happen when I signed up for the class but I loved it so much what were you expecting Not that, not in a bad way, but I just wasn't like, I had zero expectations. I was like, you know what? I should probably get in touch with being on stage. So I'll take this class. It sounds like it might be fun. Yeah. Um, And it was in different ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what were you doing before you took that class? Lots of improv classes or what kind of performance-based stuff did you do before that class we met in? Sure. So I I'm, I think maybe I barely started doing anything as an ad- adult at that point with oh. Second City. Uh, there was like a huge chunk of my life where I was just kind of working and yeah. making money. And not doing offices, creative doing... stuff. And it was people. killing me. I know we'll probably, <sighs> we'll talk later about like mental health, but yeah. I think there was a moment where I was like, okay. What uh, am I doing? Universe, God. I need a sign and a direction because I'm miserable. And, you know, I had a, my high school like leader from my church group a long time ago was like, Hey, I'm putting on a, a play with high school students. Do you want to play a mom in a play? And I was like, sure. I haven't done theater since I was in high school and it was so much fun. And it reminded me like, I need to perform and be creative. So the second that like wrapped, I signed up for second city classes and I've been doing it since. Oh, I can totally relate. It's so cathartic to play and like create with people and to create in general. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you created with people? Is that a question? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I host a writing group. So just last night, I uh, was uh, hosting a, a Zoom writing group and we were reading scripts together and writing responses to prompts and talking about it. So I think creating stuff happens every day. So yesterday. That's, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, right now I, uh, we're filming see. a podcast and we're creating together right now. <laughs> yeah. This is an experience for us and for anyone yeah. who listens. Yeah, you said you you led the writing group yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Did you build that from the ground up? I did with the f- a few of the founding members. We've been doing it for like months now. That's awesome. Maybe since September. Have you guys like found your stride? There was um, because I was taking Second City improv classes, <clears throat> like we had mentioned, and at a certain point, it was like you will have to put on a show, and since COVID derailed everybody's plans last year yeah Um, I decided not to continue on with the program because I just was like there's no way I want to do my last classes online so we uh we rebelled against the system and stopped taking classes and sort of developed our own you know group Um, and I feel like finally we've like hit our own stride in terms of like producing and writing and stuff like that Um, oh man do you feel that way with your group at all like you're like let's figure this out together yeah we definitely found a a really nice structure I would say rhythm but really the structure holds us together 
in the way that we start off, like, cause no one has to come and people come when they want to and they feel creative or they're free that day. And um, so it's really this, the nice structure we found where we start off the, the writing group with, you know, like, hey, how's it going? You know, catching up. And then we uh, take 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes for, a, for the prompt. So anyone who didn't mm-hmm. write their prompt response ahead of time or who still wants to work on it longer or who just wants to do a quick write, we do that in the first like 10 to 20 minutes. And I set, a, I set the timer. <laughs> And we all turn our, our screens <laughs> off. And then after we all read them together. So if they're, so we, we read them together, we cast it if there's parts to read or if it's just like a single thing, like a poem, uh, one person reads it. And then we workshop someone's big project that they want feedback on, you know? Oh, that sounds delightful. That's yeah. awesome. I'm happy you have that with your, your yeah. peeps. Yeah. So how did you guys find your, your rhythm for your group? Um, yeah, I think initially, I think we all were sort of struggling with like what our classes used to be like and sort of what they evolved when we were taking the conservatory classes. So we hopped off and I, I wanted to start making things. Um, I, I love to learn, but also I like to like, um, see the fruits of the learning if that makes sense where it's like well I don't want to just consume information and never do anything with it um I did that after college I was like oh cool I have all these skills but like I'm not actually using them and I was afraid that with Second City was going to be like that um so I think a friend of mine was like oh you had said you want to create with people I would love to do that and our group kind of just like added members and evolved from there and somebody else was like okay we've been meeting so let's put on a show and then you know it was the right time to put on a show and we did and it was super fun how many shows have you done like was the most recent one the 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 show yeah we we birthed our first child it was so fun um yeah i'll have to send you the the link to like post watch it on on yeah it was really fun yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Is there any certain moments mm-hmm. in it that you really like loved and you would like to duplicate? Yeah. So I think with each show that we decide to put together, I think that the target is like once a month or once every six weeks or something like that. Um, but it was a fusion of like characters and then pre pre-filmed videos that we could like pop on the screen for people. Um, but my favorite moment of the show was we had like a, an intro and it was my friend who's from Belarus. Her name is Natalie. She's wonderful. She filmed this like KGB intro and then it was like a KGB poetry jam with like these uh, Russian leaders who write poetry. And like, it was so fun because we got to improv like the last bit of it um, and rewatching it. I was just laughing because jason bateman got included in like she was wearing this wig where she looked like jason bateman and i made a comment so i think that was that was the most fun so hopefully we'll move forward and do some more like improv stuff together wow and so are you guys going to promote it more so people can watch it more often yeah i think so i mean the first show had like 14 people watch live and maybe like uh like 
nine watch it after the fact um so if we we get enough lead time we can probably get more people in but as as time goes on I'm like if we just get one more person if we get 15 instead of 14 like that's growth that's what matters you know um and ultimately if we're having fun that's kind of all that matters especially Uh, given the way the world is right now totally so where do you guys post it on is it on youtube or yeah so i think each one of us has our own like youtube channel for any of the like short videos we've done in the past but um of the seven folks that are part of our group, only four people sort of participated in the show specifically. Mm. Um, and we were like, well, let's just name the four folks who uh, performed. So that group is called Lucy Said Go. We did one of those like random rap generator names. And like, that's one that popped up that we really liked. So the four that's of fun. us are called Lucy Said Go. So that's I think cool. we'll probably do some YouTube stuff and stick our video on there for now. Yeah, you should, because then people can find it easier once they hear this podcast or you promote it again. And they're (laughs) like, oh, let me watch the other ones. You can have them like episodes or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. uh, In some ways, the pandemic has made performing so hard for so many people who've been doing it for so long. Um, But I I do think that to a certain extent, you kind of evolve or you die that's the way that most things go right and and as an artist if if we're going to be stuck inside for much longer we have to figure out how to produce and get out there in ways that maybe weren't done before and play play and share the play yeah yeah totally yeah because if we weren't trying to create stuff with our community and sharing it with our community and then some, I feel like Mm -hmm. it would be so sad. (laughs) We would all be depressed like we were before when we were just going to work and not creating. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Totally. I, uh, I'm so grateful that for what, for whatever reason, I'm ready to, to perform and sort of be out there and be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and I have never been before. So I'm so happy. And I hope you feel the same way in terms of like sublimating the way we feel. And Yeah, I really like do. That. It's exciting. Yeah. 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 Oh. So four people performed in the performance, but how many are in your group? So we have seven, seven people, seven of us hopped off from um, the conservatory class. And we from my understanding, we all want to go back and do it, but not once it's, it's like in person. person stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I want to get into improv more because before I was mostly doing clown classes to get into my body and I really connect with clowning, but I really want to get into mm-hmm. improv more. I did musical improv in person before yeah. the lockdown. Have you done that before? Or have you heard about the class at Second City? No, I think you had sent me the link and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, dear God, I'm the worst fucking, sorry, can I say the F Yes, you so can, sorry. please do. The, the, <laughs> the worst fucking singer in the world. You don't want to hear me sing. Oh, I sad. will let that be the, like, be the, I could, 
I could see myself writing a musical for talented people to perform, but oh. you don't want me on stage singing. <laughs> oh man, I get um, it. I get that concept. But did you have fun in the class? It was so fun, but you know how I redid the, I retook Dean Evans' like physical comedy and clown class so many times. That's because yeah. I'm a slow mm-hmm. learner. I'm a very slow learner. Uh, okay. And things take a while to really set in for me. And so um, I would love to get back into musical improv, but I would also love to do improv more and really get it in my body because it was so Mm. hard for me to just like be the next person to jump on stage and start something related to the, the like structure, but also like spontaneous and related to the storyline we were doing and it's like this is so much like effort I want to really get it into my into my body where I don't have to think so hard ah yeah yeah Uh, because you're vocally talented I've seen videos of you playing guitar right yeah I'm a musician you've got such a lovely voice so (laughs) but it's all about the uh, structure you know, it doesn't matter how good you yes. can swim if, you, if you're if you in a weird puddle, you know? I don't yeah, know. That was a bad totally, analogy. Totally. See, I can't I improvise. Know what you mean, I can't improvise. <laughs> <laughs> Here, give me a two, two more seconds to think of a better <laughs> analogy. But I, I think if you do, um, because you've already taken the class, did you finish the class? Yes. Yeah. We even did a performance. Um, if oh cool yeah Yeah. they um in the improv courses just like half of one of the classes is dedicated to musical improving so you're already ahead of the curve so even before you go back to that class if you ever decide to you Mm -hmm. will have like little nuggets to build back up to that yeah you had said that and I don't know who you which guest you were talking to about like it's hard for you to take in directions at some point or something like that and I'm like that too especially like the rapid fire games are like okay there's the directions now you need to deliver I'm like my brain can't I didn't process any of the directions yeah (laughs) none of them you said words right there with you it's gone yeah and people a lot of people are a little harsh about um working with how other people learn or absorb information from from someone you know there's a lot of like instructors Mm -hmm. out there who are like this is the way it is and this is how you have to do it and if you can't understand me then don't be in this industry but like fuck them crazy (laughs) yeah yeah you know what it's recently I realized I'm like well what is with this like posture of superiority like there's room for everybody in this world and every career in anything that we want to do why why are we why are we not letting people have that freedom to feel that way yeah it's so weird but it's their own insecurities reflected true and if if there's if there's no room for you you make your own room and you make your own stuff you know what I mean yeah and that's like that's the thing there's so many classes we could take in town or online now that we don't have to stick with teachers, instructors, and false mentors who we don't vibe with. 
Oh my gosh. I had one instructor that gave me a run for my money and uh, I, I try to have like the best attitude I possibly can, but he was just pushing me. And eventually he apologized sort of like in private, but I was like, I, I don't understand when I told you, I didn't understand where my emotions were coming from in this character. And you like pushed me and said, I did when I actually didn't like, that's not, that's not helpful. You know? Yeah. It's really um, not. Yeah. What the hell? So I'm like, please don't push me to my to my wits end that's not helpful yeah breaking people is not what i want i don't want people to try to break me you know i just put myself back together or maybe i was in the process of putting myself back together emotionally physically mentally (laughs) yeah and it's like who are you to try to break me and tell me not to come to class as myself you know yeah that's crazy cool bro yeah seriously I know I almost quit my class but I was like no man fuck that guy he might be a shitty teacher but on the other side of him is another class with a better teacher so yes the class I quit was actually like a ongoing uh coaching acting class and it's like it's ongoing so there's no end unless you end Mm. it you know ah yeah. yeah but yeah it's nice yeah, when you, you have, have a like, structure yeah if the um it's sort of like a trade-off right i mean to a certain extent we want to grow as performers or writers or artists but it's like what am i sacrificing here if yeah. it's not like good for me and if it's not doing it correctly like with dean the class we were in he would coax the little mm-hmm. clown or performer out of its shell all nice you know mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah he's he was one of the best teachers i had in second city i was like oh i feel grounded in myself and yes you're right i there were just so many nuggets of wisdom i took away from his class and it was only what two months or something so long ago it's hard to say because all those months like i i have no perception of the month anything is Cause it's all just like a stream of this chunk of my life and this chunk of, cause you know, I keep retaking the same class. So who knows yeah. when, what class I was in when I met someone, because I kept taking the class. I just remember the experience. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm not a linear thinker. I think maybe I was like, I think I may have been your second run with the clowning class. It might've been the first one. Your chunks. I feel like it might've been the first one. I, I think know. we said you said at some point you were like, "Oh, this is my second time." My oh, second time. very Something nice, like awesome, winning. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. Tiffany? I do. Her Instagram handles like skull and cats or skunks, skunks. And cats or something. Yes, she posts videos she, of skunks. She was so she's so sweet. I she told me that she is affiliated with the Magic Castle or something. Yes, and she put me on the list. And I was going to go to the Magic Castle, but then fucking the pandemic happened. Yes. She so, was my Magic Castle was contact. Gonna I was going to go see a clown show. I think like one of the big clowns was going to perform. And then the quarantine. And it's like, Ugh. no girls night to the castle. It was very I sad. Know. But I think I have Maybe a class. Maybe when this with all them. resolves, we can go again. Yes. Oh, you, you have a class castle. with her again? Oh, I was going to say, I think I have a class with that clown who was, per- who was going to perform. So I think it's all good. 
oh okay lucky you I'll yeah just yeah help him in the world but yeah be like hey Tiff, do you remember me <laughs> yeah but tiffany she and i have yeah. been taking clown classes together all along now since meeting in dean's yeah. class like we took his oh, class together so three times. good oh you think so yeah you guys were so just like i don't know rooted in your own selves I, I don't know if that's actually how you felt about yourself but like watching you from a distance I'm like damn Em really knows herself and doesn't give a shit like you're not going to be pushed out of your comfort zone if you don't want to be oh my god that's so true my family says I'm stubborn (laughs) that's another way to describe it I guess but but like just being in the class with you as a student I was like I really want to like know who I am and like oh yeah 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 so nice Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, don't cry (laughs) that's so nice I was gonna say isn't it fun when other people like see bits of you and you're like oh you you noticed that I'm such a middle child where I'm like you noticed me (laughs) oh what siblings do you have like an older sister yeah, so I have a sister who's three three to like four years older than me, depending on the time of the year. And then my brother, he's six to seven years younger than me. So I'm like sandwiched wow. in the middle. A big gap between the younger one. Yeah, my mom had me and my sister when she was pretty young. And then like, I don't want to say age appropriate, but like she was more established when she had my brother. <clears throat> so it sometimes feels like we grew up differently two different childhoods yeah for sure i'm sure i believe Mm -hmm. it yeah it's a struggle Mm -hmm. now that we're kind of in grown-up age it's like whoa people (laughs) had kids at our age ages and i'm like ah i know i so i'm 32 and my mother had all three of us by the time she was 30 so i'm like uh i don't want to have three kids right now i just can't even imagine trying to be a grown-up and a parent especially now yeah oh my gosh I want to wait a decade (laughs) yeah you should you know what I used to um nanny for a little boy and his little sister and he was telling me he's like my mommy's 26 and I was like what I'm 26 that can't be right and so when I asked the mom I was like so how old are you she's like oh honey I'm 42 years old and I was like oh wow you look so young she's like well I waited until I was 38 to have my first kid and I didn't think I was going to so when she said that and I really respected her and her husband and like I would love a life like that mm-hmm. um but I was like oh so I don't have to wait until I mean I can wait until I'm 38 to have my kids so I'm good for a while I yeah. don't feel any of that as long as people's bodies don't go into early menopause and they don't have any <laughs> genetic <laughs> d- disorders <laughs> sorry no 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 that's true um and even if it like i am not reproductively healthy i always steal kids yeah i'm so excited to potentially be like an adoptive mom because there are lots of kids in the world that need love that are already here you know yes i agree completely yeah that'd be nice yeah all the little people and animals like some goats they call those kids too (laughs) goats baby goats some chickens I really want some chickens at my house 
here or in your cabin areas? Right? I don't think they have chicken. Uh, it's too cold in the cabin. We go there like monthly. I live in Simi Valley and I want some chickens. But what if I got too busy and I couldn't hang out with the chickens all the time, you know? True. That's the problem with kids too. I know. I forgot. I don't want to have kids because I'm going to get too busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. It sounds bad. <laughs> it's where we are now. Maybe in 10 years, things will be different. But right now, we can do other stuff. Yeah. 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 Like creative things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's so good for the soul to be able to have the freedom to create stuff and not yeah. be sort of locked in uh, caretaking for people. I don't yeah. people that can do everything all at once or something to aspire to, but I'm yes. not like that. And I think people who can do that, they laid the groundwork at our ages mm-hmm. ahead of time so that they can add another layer to it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you become emotionally like available you learn that you have to like prioritize yourself in your self-care and you find what career and creative outlets you feel can sustain you and little by little you can become a more grounded person a lot of parents don't do that but but perhaps the ones the older ones who waited a bit and who have kids later are a bit more grounded and like are their own person yeah I totally agree I think uh the older I get and the longer I don't have kids the more I I take comfort in that like well I'm just prepping to be a whole person on my own that I can actually provide be healthy if that time ever comes right and I I really wish that some parents didn't give them give their whole person over to the family concept and the kids concept you know because once their kids are gone in college or just busy with their own lives it's like well what about me I don't have a life anymore so I really hope people can like learn yes balance it yeah yeah for sure I I'm sure lots of people are coming to that point and I I sure hope we aren't like that yeah I don't think we will be though because we we both were in we both existed in times without creativity and just worked and I think we know better now that it's not healthy for our mental health or anything Mm -hmm. you know totally yeah yeah and even just like assigning your self-worth to raising people or to having a badass career or to having good grades in school. It's like, you can't assign your mental, well, your mental health, but you can't assign your self-worth to one thing for gratification. Because once it's gone, or if something gets funky, Mm -hmm. it really can shatter your perspective. No, totally. Like your whole existence. You're like, who am I without X, Y, or Z, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How can I do this? So how did you get into your art? Like growing up in school or your family? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, gosh, 
I got into art in so many different avenues, but the ones that sort of like stick out in terms of like the fine art, the painter side, the sketching side, that kind of stuff um, came out of like my mom enrolling us really young aged in like art classes. So I went, I grew up in the Los Angeles area, went to LAUSC public schools my entire life. Um, and there was like a free art program on the weekends. And my mother was like, well, if kids in China can go to school seven days a week, you can go for six. So from the time I was like nine until I was 16, I was in art classes on the weekend. Um, wow. And we were being taught by like college professors and stuff. And it was a really cool program. I don't know if they offer it anymore but that's where I got all of my like technical and fine art skills and stuff like that before that's amazing college yeah that's so cool I hated every second of it just just because my mom forced us to do it on of Saturdays course. and you can't like watch cartoons but yeah know, when I when I was old enough to drive myself to the classes I was like let's be real mom I'm not going to take myself there I don't want to go and then I was like miserable until I took art classes in college so yeah um, that's where I got like my fine art exposure wow yeah on your profile your Instagram you do a really great picture of a peach oh my gosh I I was inspired by um, call me call by me your by name, name. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. Army Hammer, what are you doing? Timothy Chalamet. I know. Army Hammer, what are you doing? I know. Timothy Chalamet, that that final scene where he's just like crying to the music. Oh, so good. I cried. Oh, so good. I have the soundtrack, like that song, a bunch of the songs, and it's in my crying folder. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. That movie on so many levels I love. So I was like, well, tongue in cheek if I like paint a peach because I love that movie so much. And we know what happens in that movie. Yeah, we do. Um, That's so funny. So, yeah. And I, I don't know. There's something about fruit. Maybe it was my like fine art, like still lifes and stuff like that. But I really do like painting fruits. There's like a yeah. one that I did of like a pile of bananas that I, I freaking love um but yeah I don't know I there's something about fruit that I gravitate oh towards. there it is yeah those are really nice looking bananas <laughs> <laughs> I was in some art class and the teacher gave us a prompt that was like paint something that's really grotesque and you have to have like some photo reference so I was at PCC um and I saw a pile of these like really old nasty looking bananas with fruit flies but I didn't have time to paint the fruit flies so that's what I turned in he's like that's not grotesque that's beautiful and I was like well I couldn't you miss the, the fruit flies <laughs> experience was grotesque <laughs> yeah yeah and the life. memory is grotesque yeah <laughs> oh, but man. Uh, yeah that's where I got my fine arts exposure and then with like improv and performing my I watched a lot of Disney Channel as a kid and watched to be Lizzie McGuire yeah so I want to be her now Larry Duff have you seen her Instagram it's beautiful she's so pretty that she's so beautiful and she didn't marry that like boyfriend until after they had kids together you know he was already yeah he's just he's like a musician or something yeah he was already a part of her life before they even thought like yeah let's get married yeah 
Yeah, I like that. I like very modern um, getting to know yourself and like doing things when you're ready, not when there's like a, some expectation. It's great. Yeah, I hate expectations. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. So I, I watched her when I was a teenager and was like, I want to be a movie star, mom. And so she put me in like, you probably are too young for this, but John Robert Powers was like, does your teenager want to be a celebrity? Oh, are no. they extra blah, blah, blah. So she put me in these wildly expensive classes and I improv. So I didn't consistently do it. But when I was a little kid, like I took some like acting classes and mm. it sort of just planted seeds in me that I've been trying to harvest lately. Oh, totally. I wanted yeah. to be a movie star when I was little too. <laughs> look at us <laughs> now. Want to be? I am. Yeah. yeah, I want to be a writer director, and it'd be cool to be able to play like monsters in movies, <laughs> like you know oh, Guillermo del Toro's yes. movies. Yes, oh, it's so it. good. Any like villain that's kind of complex, I'm like send it my way. I I don't want to be the love good guy. To be the villains. Yes. Yeah. They have such better outfits and they get to savor the the, like enthusiastic, like, ooh, this moment is so deliciously wrong. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm 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 fun. If I ever get to be in anything, please let me bless me with some some evil character that I get to play or somebody that's complex, you know? Yes. I just saw the preview for Cruella with Emma Stone. Ah! Yes. I kind of think she's a little young for this part, for this role, but it's a great yeah. take. Yeah. Emma Stone. Oh, that's what I said. When I was watching it, I was like, you know what? That's interesting casting. I'm yeah. not a casting director, but Ages the trailer is bomb. It, it is, is so good. Jokery. And I'm like, yes, hey, Disney, look at you. Yeah. But I do yeah. think it's kind of like, if it's live action, it's kind of ageism. Mm, yeah because Glenn Close was so good as Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians oh yeah mm. yeah I was like she scared the shit out of me that's what is supposed to be done she you know yeah. what, she kills puppies for fur coats like she needs yeah. to be a certain level of menacing yeah I actually did forget that they already did do a live action one but still mm-hmm. a older woman could have played just as badass of a role because they're scary too yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're scary too yeah yeah so what was it like growing up for you were there bullies that were mean Mm. i feel like artists always have some sort of conflict yeah enemies um... frenemies oh i had a lot of those frenemies so when I was like in elementary school I I grew up in Echo Park before it was like gentrified and cool it was when it was still kind of gang affiliated and sort of scary um like the first I don't know preschool to third grade and then my family moved to Eagle Rock um, oh which also gentrified after we had like already lived there in this area but the change from like an inner city area to a more well-to-do area was really, was a shock. And I did get picked on by some of these girls who grew up in this like African area. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was like a quiet kid too. I don't think I was like out there, but 
I look back when I first moved and I was like, man, y'all were fucking bitches. Those they were just like <laughs> mean and intimidating yeah. for like or no stupid. reason. No know? freaking reason. Yeah. Just to make themselves feel better. Because yeah. they see their parents snobby like this too. Yeah, totally. They wanted to so give themselves up- self-worth. I know. It, it's funny because there were a few times out of high school and maybe into my adult life where I ran into some of those girls and hopefully they grow grew up to be better people. Um, but it's, what is that, Scheidenfrauser? The like, you take delight in other people's misfortune. Have you ever heard that? I haven't it's heard like that. It's like a German saying. It's ah. like Schadenfreizer. And it's specifically like, you, you take misfortune in other people's misfortune or delight in other people's misfortune. So those girls who were very mean to me, I had heard some like terrible things, not terrible, <laughs> not the greatest things happened to them. And I was like, well, that's what you get, you fucking bitch, you know? Yes, so, I totally get you. I, I, do, I do believe in, I believe in karma. karma. Like I yeah. don't have to, I don't have to inflict torture you're gonna be your own demise yes you'll get yours (laughs) yeah yeah you will yeah the great equalizers karma yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but beyond that like in junior high and high school I, I wasn't bullied luckily um and I wasn't the bullying type either when I would see people treat other people not nicely I think I was raised by two caring individuals um, they had a complicated relationship on their own, so they weren't perfect people, but um, we were raised to be empathetic and sympathetic. Yeah. So um, I was luckily not a bully. That's nice. Yeah. <sighs> what it's, about you? Ugh. I was a bit of a tool in high school. So you were a tool, is that was, what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit of a tool. You know, like one of those egomaniacs who uh I tried really hard in the music department. And I tried really hard in the drama department. And I also would let my ego drive me. So that wasn't good. And I also had a lot of haters and bullies because of it but also not just because of it like they had their own kids are assholes they're so shitty and I wasn't the coolest in not being shitty but they took it up a notch with the bullying you know yeah yeah like I call them whatever you are y'all suck (laughs) yeah I'm glad you still work at a a, as a delivery person at, at the pizza place yeah you get yours you suck whoever you are (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 it's nice to be out of there but also like one of the some of the teachers like one of the instructors at least two of the like the choir director wasn't was not cool i'm glad she retired and now a wonderful Mm -hmm. girl i went to high school with is the choir director for that high school and oh yay yeah yay she even like she even gave me great advice when I was in high school with her. She's like, don't overload mm-hmm. yourself because you'll get burned out. I did not take her advice and I did get burned she, out. She was right. But she was right. And she gave me wonderful advice. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I should have listened to you. I'll remember it now. Yeah. And the band director, 
she was a psycho person who went back to her high school to win and make other people feel the wrath of her in manipulation and like you know those people who never grew out of high school and just wants to have power so that was yeah. my band oh, teacher I'm so far from what I was like in high school aren't you oh my god so much for sure I'm and I'm happy about it just think that she's still living in high school because she works there and oh. she, ugh. we're way good, better good off for you. yeah yeah I feel like if you if you plateaued in high school how horrible like there's so much there's so many things to learn and ways to grow and yeah. ways to be happier. Like, yeah. like I wasn't yeah. the hottest person in high school and I'm glad that I still have potential to be my hottest self. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for a glow up here. <laughs> yes. Always room. Especially when you get the um, Hollywood workout, you know, like when you start well, working yeah. out. What is it they say? yeah i don't know oh, you eat healthy and you like, work out every freaking oh, this, day <laughs> you no this is terrible this is something i saw on instagram but it's like you're not ugly you're just poor or something oh. like that i'm like oh god that's yes. horrible so true though and i have to remind it people the people that you see on television and that we see walking around la because of course they're there they yeah spend so much energy to eat healthy i would like to do that too they they spend so Mm -hmm, much time on their physical appearance and their body like what it looks like how toned it looks how hairless it is you know they get things filled like their lips they get their like chin implants they get Mm -hmm. laser off of their unibrow they (laughs) <laughs> you know they get hair there's so much stuff. nipping and tucking yeah, yeah. there's so much yeah. so and when they take their makeup off they have dark circles like anyone else i love that you're like yay anything different than like we're all cut from the same cloth whether yeah. you you know add embellishments or not yeah it's- yeah and then totally. you just put some nice clothes on them and have people do their hair and do their makeup for them and tell them like, oh yeah, turn to the left a little. Okay, that's a great look for your chin. <laughs> and then yeah, there's a photo. It's not real, right? Yeah, it's all orchestrated. And so we shouldn't take things we see as reality, you know? Yeah. For sure. Even like Instagram, even like the people that we know who aren't so far removed. I mean, I honestly, I've tried to like pull back and not post all of the time and post real stuff that I'm going through instead of having it be like, I don't know, the highs and highs and stuff like that. It's not real. And it makes other people feel like shit inadvertently, you know, so true. we're all doing that to one another. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely post about mental health and I post silly pictures. If I post too many like um, podcast uh, posts, I'm like, okay, these all look the same. Let me scroll through my photos (laughs) to see what I have. And then today I did that and I was like, okay, I took a picture of my bookshelf because I was moving it and I didn't want to have to think about where I'm going to put each book again. 
So I, I took saw a picture. that, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, here's a pic of my bookshelf. It's cute. And here's some recommendations. I haven't read them all, but they're classics. And take a look, guys. So yeah, it's whatever. I think the more we need to post real stuff that yeah. happens. God, yeah. Like, yeah. And kudos to you for doing that. I hope more people kind of consider the stuff that they're posting too. And mental health stuff. I always try to post mental health, like, because you're never going to be great all the time. And maybe someone, you know, posts about it and you didn't realize that they've struggled with these things and that you can actually reach out and ask them about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, I posted something a few years ago about like peace and like, I didn't put all of my everything out there, but um, it was just like, I was not in the greatest place. And if you're where I'm at, like, I I hope you know that you're seen and you're loved and and it's going to be all right. Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, And then I got a bunch of like love back. Like I hardly ever get comments on most of my stuff, but everybody's like, oh, I love you. And I'm like, damn, I wish people would just say it without prompting, you know, I think. Yeah, but they don't know that that you need to hear it because everyone's profile is amazing. Yeah. Our culture is not amazing, is not helpful in the reaching out though. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it hard for your, has it been a difficulty to reach out in your family? Was that like something that was established or just in society? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, so I'm one of like my f- five members in my like uh, nuclear family um, or my immediate family and I think because I was the middle child, I was very quiet. So I I don't know if it's some problem unique to me or my parents, you know, set that up as an example, but it is hard to be vulnerable when, especially when I was thinking about the like art, what kind of artist are you question? It was like, uh, I have issues being vulnerable. So for a really long time, I wouldn't even admit to the fact that I was an artist or wanted to be an artist um, because there's like I don't know, a stigma attached to it because you have to be vulnerable and be there's a chance you might also be very poor and I love stability um, so yeah that's probably a, a longer winded answer for what you were asking me but no, I, I do think that I uh, love the long winded answer I <laughs> being uh, vulnerable is not something that like is my autopilot my autopilot's like I'm fine it's cool. I'm great. Don't worry about me. (laughs) As we try to not blink so our (laughs) tears don't roll down our face. I'm fine, guys. No, look away. (laughs) Look away, Tiffany. Look away. I'm great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I totally got you. I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be vulnerable. And if you told someone, if if I told someone like, yeah, I want to do this, people will just shut you down. Mm. Like I think you, it's because we're all afraid and we want... Ooh, go ahead, sorry. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say it's... Um, I read a book called um, You Are a Badass. You Are a Badass. It's like one of my favorite self-help books. 
I have that book on my shelf. It's yellow. Yes, I read a little bit of it. Have you? I need to watch it for whatever reason. It wasn't like she wasn't saying anything in that book that's like earth shattering. Like nothing is like new concepts and like believing in yourself. But she said it in a way that, for whatever reason, I could digest it at the time. But um, she said something in the book that's like when people tell you what your dream, what their dreams are were our instinct is to like don't do that you need a safety net you need to be smart and do the like safe thing and stuff like that so it's like a natural instinct to like try to talk people off what you think is a ledge when it really isn't you know yeah in terms of dreams like you should actually talk people off ledges if that's what they're trying to do right like the not actual ledges yeah try to talk you off i totally agree because like in college, I have, I got a degree in cinema. So people knew I was interested in creating media and things, but I never would tell people that I wanted to be like an actor or a performer because mm-hmm. that was so vulnerable to me that I wasn't going to put it out there for people to be like, you can't be one of those. Even though I was already working in the industry to be you know in cinema it's like you can't tell people everything (laughs) because you're scared they're gonna squash it you know yeah when did you so at what point were you like fuck this I'm gonna tell people what I want to do like what what threw you over the edge I started taking classes and then people like oh I didn't know you wanted to do that stuff I'm like yep didn't mention it to you (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it interesting how something that was such a big deal, you're like, well, no, I'm just going to, it's fine. It's not a big yeah. deal anymore. It's yeah. But I'm still working on um, having the confidence and practice to do it without being nervous. Do you ever struggle with nerves or have you found tools to overcome nerves? So I'd like to think, oh, I've, you know, I've conquered it. But the medium that I'm choosing to like, or the only option I have right now is via Zoom. So I'm like, is that really the litmus test for me getting over it? I don't think so. Um, but I've overcome some of it through performing with people. I have um, Rich Baker is an improv teacher that I had at Second City. And now he also does like other groups outside. And I've been part of a like improv group um, at, with him as like the instructor um but he's he was he's by far my like favorite because he's a super encouraging he's got like this infectious laugh that like he's so supportive when you like make choices and his like his um one of his like mantras is like dare to fail dare to fail like don't try to be funny don't do any of that just just be and fail big and it's gonna be fine and so like I've held on to the you know be comfortable with failing right yeah um so as much as I I can have grown I I feel like I have grown oh wow that's so nice I feel like since you're still practicing and doing it in your group and performing it's really practice that helps with nerves doesn't Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah totally better at it and also like 
who gives a shit? Like I'm in certain <laughs> ways, I'm like, I'm not that important that you're gonna talk about how great or how bad I was. Who cares? Yeah, I'm they're not, not gonna write a review. The scheme of the universe. They're not yeah. gonna write a review. Even and if, if they I did, get- it doesn't matter. Right. Like, okay, M, say one day you're you're up for an Oscar. If you win, it doesn't mean anything. If you don't win, it doesn't mean anything, also, you know? Yeah. So just just exactly. trying to like shrink it back like nothing even matters that's been very helpful for me except to make stuff yeah and, and, be happy. and like <laughs> in the healthiest way nothing matters just do things that don't cause people harm and make you happy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of all we have <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah don't cause yeah. people harm I love that people always incorporate Mm -hmm. that as a and make you happy because don't cause people harm is like a nice little like tidbit to add in there for the psychopaths. They're like, well, whatever makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, wait, not you, Johnny. You're a psychopath. Put that down, Johnny. Put it down. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sorry, you can't kill animals. That's not healthy, Johnny. No, Johnny. Stop it, you crazy man. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of projects do you want to see more in the media? Yeah. What do you want to make or see yourself um, in or stuff that has more mm -hmm. representation? That was a, that's a great question. I know that you've asked that to your other guests, but for me, I was like, hmm. I think I want to see things in the media that are made by um, women and women of color and also just like people of color because there are some stories that um, as great as like some progress that has been made over the last however long film has been a a thing, there's still a ways to go. Um, So I don't know. I I think of women like Mindy Kaling and how she's like produced lots of things. And I'm like, you're funny and you're smart and you're succeeding. Like I, I want to be somebody like that. I want to see projects by people who are like that um, because their, their characters are so well-written and so diverse. Um, So it's really nice to see diversity. I think once um, I was on my friend's other podcast and hers is um, about like erotic fiction. And I had never read one. So we sort of like talked about a book and I was like, I like this book because there was like, um, <clears throat> it was a it was a, a love story between a Filipino woman and like a British man. And I was like, I'm so tired of this like cis hetero white love stories. Like there's so much more out there. And when like, um, do you remember when La La Land was announced as like the picture of the year? And yes. Like, oh, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I was going to lose my shit. I got up off the couch and that like they went won. to go get a snack because it's so <laughs> they like won. whitewashed of a movie. Ugh. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it's like as an LA and native LA or sure it was a beautiful film and it was worth watching, but do I think it was like the movie that represented that year? No, I don't. So when my, my mom was like, they made a mistake, Moonlight won. I was like, so happy. Yes. Like my faith Seriously. In, in the industry was restored. Um, it just sucks that Moonlight like, think, like missed some of their like thunder 
in the winning process, you know, that moment of like, yeah. oh, you won. Yeah, it's like, cheap shot. That sucks. That does suck. Even though they did win, it was like that moment was kind of robbed from them because that person made a mistake. The card was made was like, wrong. I don't know. Who it was. Yeah. The person yeah. who made the card made it wrong. Yeah. So I think like queer stories, stories from people of color, I think we're moving in the right direction, but just continue to move in that right direction will be very nice. I, I love ladies and I love empowering ladies. Um I so, totally agree. Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm very passionate about with my podcast and with, with everything I make and with my writing group is to have more femmes, people of color and queers, you ah, know, and it. mental health talked yeah. about by everyone. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, everybody has to sift through some shit that's happened to them in their life. It's yeah. you can only grow from it or run from it. And that's not good. Yeah. Because it's there's such a difference between the films made like Mindy Kaling and she made that um, teenager TV show. What's it called? Never have I ever. Yes, is that the one? Oh, it's so it's yeah, so never like have I ever. yeah, it's so raw and like relatable and it's so like rich and deep instead of having this like shallow pond. Yeah, like they hook the teenagers because it's like, ooh, she wants to have sex with a hot guy from her high school. But it's like, there's so many more things at play that, you know, layered up, make a really good show. Yeah, queer femmes, people of color, you know, Mm -hmm. minorities, quote, end quote. Single moms. Yeah, it's just- Last kids, I guess. So much more richness when we allow people to tell stories that are different than the patriarchal white heteronormative guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, mm, we like, I identify as a, a cisgender heterosexual, but like, I don't only want to see stories about straight people falling in love because that's not the world I live in. Yeah. You know, there has like, to be diversity. Like our favorite movie, Call Me By Your Name. With Timothy Chalamet. Oh my God. I wish Army Hammer didn't ruin our sequel by being a turd. (laughs) Oh, did they cancel it? Did they say it's not happening? No, I hope they don't cancel it, but maybe they'll just recast it. Yeah, because I thought it was in production. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, fine. Yeah. I I don't don't know. know. I hate the cancel. (laughs) I hate the cancel culture. But I also don't like. So do I. I also don't like like art to be ruined by the cancel culture. For me, I'm just being selfish. (laughs) Julia is selfish because I want the art. (laughs) You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't superficially. I know what's happened with him and what the media is saying is going on. Um, I don't know him personally. Obviously, I don't either. Maybe not obviously, but I don't. Not yet. Um. Haven't met him but at the this cancel shop. culture is it's very it's a scary kind of world to live in it's like yeah. be a decent human being learn yeah. from your mistakes don't hurt other people but like canceling someone's so intense yeah and it's kind of seems Unless a you're the bit... former president of the united states yeah fuck that guy then cancel that guy he's fine yeah except <laughs> him. Guy, cancel him yeah <laughs> he's but... had a long time to try to be a better person and it's even not even before he sucked so 
and now after yeah. you still suck but like it kind of feels <laughs> one-sided on the gender spectrum in my opinion of who's being canceled I'm just like thinking about it now mm-hmm. you know like that I could think of at the top of my head like Army Hammer he's a white hetero normative white guy and like Johnny Depp he's pretty white and heteronormative white guy it's like some people have like they should keep everyone everyone responsible of like their actions but it just seems very one-sided and I know heteronormative guys aren't great but I don't know Mm -hmm. it feels like it's really one-sided at the moment like what do you think have you heard of like that's a great question female people getting canceled yeah um I mean I think maybe men are not having their moments right now Definitely which is not. totally fine because they've had they had the had whole moment thousands <laughs> they've yes. had the, the yes. lifetime so I, I, I don't think it's like it's scary to be a man in this world yeah. no because it's still built for you and in, yeah. in some respects like you have so much more yeah. um scary to be anyone I, I, so I, be scary to for them too <laughs> yeah it's just an interesting time in life that we're, we're living right now there's so many things that are changing and it's made lots of people feel insecure in for lots of reasons um yeah so i mean if you are a monster i don't know, I don't know about cancel cancel is a strong word it's just like blacklisting people to grow but some people yeah, some people will never grow, and that's the unfortunate thing. It's like we yeah. got one of the really bad ones. Okay, but not everybody fits in that mold, you know. Yeah. Do you watch The Bachelor? I do not, but I, I think I watch it when it like hits the point of like the media talks about it in an interesting way. Like that one <laughs> woman who's like, she was like, "Fuck this show! I found the love of my life. I don't need to go on." I watched that episode with the friend because I was like, "Let's see what what's going on." Oh. Oh, but no, why is the <laughs> well is the new bachelor like a garbage person? No, he's okay. Well, he's like the first black um bachelor, but he's really he's half black. It's like mm-hmm. the Obama thing. <laughs> the first black bachelor. <laughs> right. He's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But one of the girls that okay. was like seen in like pictures at a party supporting like I don't what's the less offensive word for su- white supremacists? conservatives <laughs> i don't know Alt, she was alt-right yeah something like that she was at a party in 2018 i guess a, like supporting it or something in college and people want to cancel her and like someone from the mm-hmm. show was trying to defend her saying how she was just a young girl in 2018 but like 2018 was not that long ago but yeah. i don't i don't think people should like just because we don't agree with their shitty beliefs doesn't mean right. we should like instantly cancel them because of something that they might have changed their mind about since all the hor- like yeah they were just ignorant maybe at that time and maybe they're not as ignorant now i don't know yeah it's like at what at what point do your decisions uh as an ignorant person not like a malicious ignorant person but just like honestly i i didn't know or i wasn't exposed to x y or z it's yeah it's really 
it's complicated, but I feel like the intent behind it, if you're the kind of person who was like, two years ago, I went to a party hosted by somebody who thought a different way than I did. And you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have went to that party. That guy and his belief, or maybe not that guy, but those beliefs really suck. And right. I'm not that person anymore. Like we have to have, we have to be able to leave people room to grow and and change their minds and also yeah like you had said something about like we don't have to agree on everything I'm not going to cancel you just because I don't agree but it's like well we can't be those quote-unquote precious snowflakes that like I only want to be around and only want to hear the way that people think if they're exactly like me like that's the echo chamber either yeah, because yeah. if it's yeah. just an echo chamber of that, then when will we become the ignorant ones? Or the people who like oppress other people? Yeah, yeah, because exactly. we only hang out with people like us, like those white people used to do with the conquering and the pillaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so bad. I don't want to hang out with people who are only like me. If that was the case, I'd just hang out with myself. I am an introvert, but still, I need Hell. other people around me who aren't me. I want to hang out with yeah. at least three other introverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three other introverts who I don't like think movies bags. and craft night and just want to eat baked yeah. goods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, last question. Speaking of baked goods. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? I prepped for this because I was like, oh, what the hell would I say? I'm not even because you've listened sure, to the other episodes. If I had to... <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, I really love if I went, you know, away and I had a last meal or something like Ooh, that. Oh, please. I need um, this. It would, it would be an eclair. I love eclairs oh. because they're like, rare desserts that you don't that aren't everywhere you know you like have the to chocolate eclair, eclair that's like filled with the <sighs> like it's a puff but then they fill it with cream, cream. Mm-hmm. my dad loves those yeah. so good and like Dang. i'm to be honest i'm not a um a sweets person what but your instagram but has cookies and other things what are those shell looking <laughs> things called the mexican oh the pan dulce Yes, yeah, the Mexican sweet bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but even then, it's like I'd, I'd eat one of them and be like, oh, that was too much for me. Oh. I bake for other people. I don't really bake for myself. Oh, God. Do you like churros? I love churros. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Disneyland now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh. I'll make you some churros and I'll send them. I'll send them to see me, Valley. How about that? Oh, Okay. I wish you would. I, I actually got churro that. mix. Or we could like FaceTime and both make Ooh. our churro mix. That would be really fun. Yeah. That would be really fun. I think I over, I don't think my oil was had hot enough. And uh, so I think I, I baked mine. I burnt. Oh, maybe that's I didn't. so much healthier for you. I Keep probably didn't Keep bake them. That. No, no, probably didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I also got um, beignet mix. Ooh, yummy. Mm-hmm. Beignets. Yep. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. I just have to have the mm. 
the energy and a sidekick, like a friend to help me make them because I like to have a sidekick and like do it together. So it's like an event (laughs) rather than just me alone over some hot oil. (laughs) 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 It sounds bad. (laughs) Sounds like a murder thing. (laughs) Me. Me over some hot oil. (laughs) Oh my God, that's great. Yes. We'll have to schedule mutual make time. Yes, churro making. I I, I literally bought a box of churro (laughs) churro mix because of your churro making. I was Mm -hmm. jealous. I was like, oh, churros. Oh, churros. I'm happy to inspire you. They weren't the greatest because it was my first go but I hope you have much more uh, success with yeah your first batch I didn't like mine too much because I used coconut oil trying to be healthy but mm, F it I don't yeah, like coconut oil not... that much I don't like the little coconut flavor yeah or that specific yeah uh-uh. yeah next time just use what canola oil or vegetable oil yes. or something like that so thank you for being on my podcast this was oh, awesome. Thank you for having me. I, it's such an honor. I'm a huge podcaster, so I'm so <gasps> excited to listen to the rest of your show. I love podcasts too. <laughs>